This is Driven By, a podcast where we explore the intersection between passion and purpose. Sitting down and having conversations with risk takers, change makers, builders, and entrepreneurs to find out what it is that drives them. How you guys doing? This is DJ Treble here, um, DJ, entrepreneur, vibe architect, um, people person. Let's do it. All right. Amazing. I love all of the descriptors that we just got. Um, this is a really exciting conversation uh, for me to have with you just because I'm so impressed by everything that you do as it relates to creativity, um, ability to kind of balance out your life with your your job. This is something that you do full time. Absolutely. Which is a really difficult thing for some people to take that leap of faith. Um, and it's obvious by your grind that it's coming from a place of just like hard work and tenacity. But I kind of want to back it up and mm -hmm. start from how we got to where we are today, because there's no way you woke up and then just immediately became. No, no, you. no, no, no. A lot of trials and tribulations and, you know, um, well, if we want to start from the beginning, <laughs> we got to go back to college. OK, is that um, where this all began? Yeah. And, and I didn't have any equipment at the time, but I uh, would go to different parties and I would be like, hmm. So then I thought I saw my own parties, me and my, me and my, uh, my good buddy Gabe, shout out my boy Gabe. We used to have keggers and I would control the music. Yeah. I would control the music. We would have our thing going. And it got to a point where one time I almost was ready to fight a guy or trying to grab the ox. And it was then I was like, you know, maybe yeah, I should, should look into thing. being a DJ. You know, if I'm, if I'm willing to come to blows, I'm, I'm pretty passionate about this. Yeah. And it, and, and it didn't pick up. That was when the idea started. Okay. Fast forward maybe a year and a half, I drop out of school my junior year at Radford. Okay. I'm coming home, going to Clarendon. I'm hating the music. I said, I got to do something. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank God. Yeah, yeah. So I saved <laughs> up some money, got my equipment, and I still didn't really, I still had to, um, I thought I could just, you know, it's a social media era. I thought I could just buy my board, take pictures yeah. on Instagram and get booked because I had like a couple of people that follow me. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. So- Maybe help me understand. You don't have any equipment. Uh -huh. What's it like to kind of just like you're just plugging reading, in? You're using your iPhone. my phone. Yeah, yeah, you're reading the room. You're reading the room because every great DJ reads the room. Okay. You know, I know a, a bunch of DJs that get ticket, 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 all this scratch stuff, but <gasps> you got to read the room, bro. You got to get the people moving. Yeah. And I always had that. Yeah. I've always had that. Okay. So, so dropping out of school, what mm -hmm. was that like? What was that decision? It was for hard. You? Yeah. It was hard. I mean, it wasn't my decision. The okay. university said your grades are ass. Okay. Uh, you got to go home for a semester. Yeah. And I was at a crossroads, so I'm like, I got to figure something out. Mm -hmm. So I was, I was um, serving at our famous Dave's. Shout out my good people from Famous Dave's. Amazing. I was, I was an aftercare teacher. Yeah. But I needed a creative outlet. Yeah. So I started rapping, but I called myself a DJ at the time, and one of my DJ. One of my friends, my mentor, his name is JT. He's like, well, you calling yourself a DJ, but you're not DJing. Yeah, you're just sitting there. And he threw me up in front of my first crowd, which was Fat Tuesdays in Fairfax. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah funny enough. Wow, amazing. Okay, so let's even take it further back. Mm -hmm. When you were a baby, Trevo, mm -hmm. what did you want to be when you grew up? When I was a baby? I would, well, like I, grew, I grew up in a church. I grew up in a church, and this was completely to, to make my mom happy. I used to say, I wanted to be a football player and a pastor. Okay. Um, but as time went on, you know, those dreams get derailed. But I was always a student of music. My dad really, now that I think back about it, was exposing me to a ton of music. My mom was strictly gospel. Yeah. Only gospel. That was her thing. You know, she's in the church. Yeah. And uh, a lot of you that know, know, 
about those black moms that keep you in the church no matter what. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. But my dad was the one who exposed me to that R&B, the hip hop sure. that I fell in love with. Okay. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. if you think about it today, you're holding church every single time you step up. That's a good way to put it. To your equipment. That's a good, that's a, that's, that's a good way to put it. I've seen you <laughs> in action. It's very much like you're controlling a congregation of people. I, I like, that's a good spin on it. And, and, and I, I never thought about it like that until you said that, but that's the, that's the honest truth. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. A little bit of church. Perfect. <laughs> you take them to church every time. I mean, you're working so much. Absolutely. How... Have you gotten to this point? Like you Fat Tuesdays, first mm-hmm. first gig. Yes. Then what? What's the evolution of you? So then, so Fat Tuesdays, I'm doing an hour for free. Mm-hmm. And it gets to a point where I'm like, you know, as I'm seeing the reaction to the crowd, I think I'm good enough to get paid. Mm-hmm. The guy who was looking at the time, my boy JT, and it was, wasn't his fault. I understand where he's coming from now. Yeah. But at the time, he was like, I'm not ready to pay you. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. So I get out on my own. Obviously, you're not going to start out in bars and clubs right away. No. So I was the, the graduation. If you had a graduation party or you had a cookout, you would call me. Right. So I started doing graduation parties and cookouts. And then somehow one Sunday I was out at eight town. I don't know if you, some of you, some of you guys remember. <laughs> I remember. I network, and I'm good at talking to people. So yeah. I networked my way. I said, Hey, I'm up and coming DJ. You don't got to pay me jack squat. Yeah. Just let me spend for an hour. So from there, I met some more people at cities. Yeah. And it kind of died down, died down. My buddy Blake, he was the one who really got my foot in the door in D.C. at, okay. at Ozio Lounge. Mm, mm-hmm. Classic. Yeah, yeah. So that was when my, my D.C. career took off. Um, but it didn't really take off. I was the opening guy. I played mm-hmm. three hours for 100 bucks. Mm-hmm. But I was just getting my feet wet. So I think this is an interesting thing, though, because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people that start with something that they are really passionate about or like a hustle, a side mm-hmm. hustle or mm-hmm. something that they do just for fun. Mm-hmm. When they get to that point of like, oh, I'm actually really good at this. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they have to monetize or they want to monetize their talent. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a hard time grasping what that looks like. Absolutely. How did you kind of come to your starting price mm-hmm. and how did you – how you don't have to say how that's evolved. Yeah, right. We don't need to tell the people how much you cost. No, but. Sure, sure. No. If you want to know how much I cost, email me. But <laughs> gradually over the years, I started seeing my, uh, you know, they say supply and demand. Yeah. So more and more people are reaching out to me uh, to do more gigs. And then they're like, you um, even my mom was like, and this and my homegirl, Shannon, they're like, you need to up your price. Because mm-hmm. my price when I first started was very humble. Yeah. Just because I didn't think I was going to level to charge what I charge now. And I wasn't. So to answer your question... Just um, more gigs just started coming 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 my way. Yeah, I like I gotta go up. Yeah, and and every year I like to I like to go forward and not backwards. So every year I try to if I think it's warranted with the amount of gigs I have to go up in price. Sure. Can you talk a little bit about what this does for you? Like mm-hmm. what like what gets you out of bed? Mm-hmm. What like gets you going? What is it about the work that you do that you know kind of keeps you motivated? The people's reaction. I like to be that person you can go to. When you had a bad day mm-hmm. and you need to, to relax, uh, you need to relieve some stress, come to me. Mm-hmm. And when, when I put on that song that works in that moment and I see screaming or a, a smile, yeah. that's what keeps me going. And you're driving energy. I love the music. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I don't like to play when there's no one there. I like to call it paid practice. I'm, you know, I'm still getting paid. But when, when, it's, when it's a, even if it's halfway full, halfway full or full, that reaction to when I put that right song on. Yeah. It's a good feeling. I mean, 
where you are today, it oh. almost seems as if you have your own, I mean, you have your own brand. You are your own brand. Absolutely. But you've also kind of created this space where I feel like um, a lot of other DJs don't kind of get to this place. Like they're booked mm-hmm. by other people, but you're kind of like your own little Yeah, so like, I have my entity. Absolutely. Can you talk a little bit about that? I can that? talk about that. So when I was getting booked, I was like, I'm bringing most of these people out, but why am I going home with 175 bucks? Yeah. And the promoters are laughing to the bank. So I got with my buddy. He was doing security at the time. A fly guy. His name's G. That's my business partner. Mm-hmm. We started talking on the phone. We, we, we start throwing this word around, iconic, iconic. I'm like, man, we need to start a business. Right. So because I'm like, you're cool. You, you, you're, you're fly. I'm fly. You're, you're, you're better looking than most of the promoters I know. And you get more girls than they do. So why don't we put our powers together and make something bigger than ourselves? Right. So that's kind of like, I'm like, we're thinking money. We're thinking, let's not let someone else uh, capitalize off our uh, influence. Right. Let's take it to the bank ourselves. And that was the best decision we ever made. What do you think it is about other DJs that mm-hmm. they don't see that hack? I mean, because that's almost like a, it's like a life hack when you think about yeah, how I you know. control the narrative. Absolutely. Because I can book myself if I wanted to and exactly. flex. Exactly. And I do sometimes. Um and I thank God for that. But it's all about mentality. You know, I, I got that way off of studying another DJ who I saw was running his own party. Uh, shout out my guy, Spencer Tracy. Uh, <laughs> legend. Yeah, legend, legend. Um, and shout out to Soundcheck Flavors. Great party. I got my feet right there, too, coming up. Yeah. So I saw how he was running it from top to down as a DJ. I'm like, this guy's moving like a boss. I want to get like that. Yeah. So I was just kind of soaking up, studying the game from him. I'm like, when I get enough influence... I'm going to pull the trigger and try to make something out of myself sure. and my team. So it seems as almost if you've had like two very distinct aha moments in your mm-hmm. career. Mm-hmm. And obviously your career is continuing to Absolutely. Um, but aha moment number one is, okay, actually I can I can do this and it can be my full-time thing. And it I don't know have to serve tables for the rest of my life. I don't have to work in these spaces. I don't have to do these odd-end jobs or aftercare for students. Mm-hmm. Like I can actually make this a career. Right. And then the second aha moment for you is this moment where you're like, I need to be controlling the entire process. From top down, yep. That's, I mean, that's amazing to be able to have those two instances. If you think about how you see your kind of career continuing to develop, Mm -hmm. what is like, what are the next steps? Like, how do you make this bigger? How do you go bigger? Because it feels as if you're kind of like, I don't want to say tapping out, but. No, no, no. And people ask me this all the time. I've gotten myself to, you know, have a pretty decent name in the area. Yeah. And I trust me, I'm thinking bigger. Okay. Um, and and in the first steps, I want to do concerts. I want to do more podcasts, and I want to do acting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yes, yes. I used to, I, come, I used to act in high school. Um, He's a thespian. You know, a little bit, a little <laughs> bit. Um, I'm a little rusty, but I think I can get back. But the first line of business is concerts. Sure. I've done every type of gig you can do besides concerts. But that starts uh, this month. I'll be um, in West Virginia University with uh, DDG oh, cool. um, for their spring situation. So, yeah, we're, we're thinking concerts. Like, I got to get in. I've done a thousand-ish people. I'm trying to, you know, up it. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Do you get all of what you're saying done mm-hmm. in D.C.? No, Do no, you no. see yourself? Oh, so my, my ultimate goal is I want to get down to Miami. And shout out to my guy, uh, DJ Steve-O for Trailblazing Away. And he, he took his leap of faith. He's down in Miami right now yeah. getting it done. So I think my personality in Miami, we align. Mm-hmm. So God willing, I, I've made my connections down there. And I go down and, and, and frequent there a lot. Mm-hmm. God willing, that's the end goal. Not the end goal, but 
to be there for a, a long while and mentor, and mentor other DJs and help them get on their uh, on their feet. But yeah, to answer your question, Miami. So how um, important is it for you to, you know, mentor other mm-hmm. DJs? Like, that's a very interesting thing to like kind of mention. And mm-hmm. I, not to say that I wouldn't mm-hmm. assume that of you. Yeah. You know, I, I know that you have like a very caring heart and so forth. I mean, we don't have to like, get, get, whatever. Uh-huh. But I think that's interesting that you are thinking about not just how you can kind of like be successful in your own right, but also think about how you continued this for other people. What does that look like for you? How important is that for you? It, it's very important because- as I mentioned earlier in our, our podcast, um, when I got to Ozio's, I didn't really know how to mix music. Interesting. Um, I knew what to play, but I didn't know how to make it uh, go from the next song smoothly. So the DJ after me that that Sunday, he, he DM'd me. He goes, you got a good ear, but you don't know how to mix music. Come to my house. Shout out DJ Marvelous. He did not have to do that. He's been booked for years. And I was even taken aback. I lived at home at the time and said, Mom, you think I should do this? Is You think it's an ulterior motive? He's like... If he wants to help you, go get some help. Yeah. So he did that. He, he, he taught me how to mix music better. And I mean, the rest is history. Sure. So once that moment happened, I always big up Marvelous for showing me that. I try to always pay it forward. If I see something in a DJ, I, I try to get him work because I've, I've helped plenty of DJs get paid. Mm-hmm. You guys know who you are. So <laughs> to go back to your original question, it's very important to, you know, if you see something in somebody, somebody help me. I want to help the next person. Sure. You know, Because that's what it's all about. Yeah. We can all win. A hundred percent. I mean, there's plenty of, I think there's probably plenty of opportunity, not just in this area, but beyond. Actually, I was listening to a podcast recently that had um, Diplo on it and he was talking about just how everyone's kind of a DJ now because it's easy and accessible Mm -hmm. to understand the technical um, means to do it. Not everyone has the ear, right? right? And um, he was talking a little bit about uh, what it looks like to be a mentor to other DJs and what that experience is for him. And I just think it's a really interesting thing because you're right. I mean, not everybody comes out and says, oh, okay, I can just do it all, like just right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You kind of do have to um, observe, learn, and kind of digest from other people. You got to soak up game. Amazing. That's really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. So as you think about, um, as you're reflecting sort mm-hmm. of on your journey, mm-hmm. what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that you've experienced to date? The biggest challenge is um, trying to go from the opening DJ to the closing DJ. What does that mean? So, I mean, I uh, no, no, I'll, I'll break it down for our listeners. Yeah. I'll break it down for our listeners. A typical club night, the club opens at 10 and closes at 3. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have the same DJ all night. So when I first got to the city, we call it an opening set. Yeah. So you, you, you're allotted 10 to 12. That's your time to shine. But nobody really gets to the club until about 11, 45, 12. I don't know. I'm probably at the you might be the early. You might be an early goer. I'm leaving it yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> so DJs want to get to the closing set because that's where all the lights, the camera, the action, the stars, mm-hmm. they come around to the club around 12. Got it. So that was the transition I had to make. So like last weekend, uh, like the Lakers in town. Uh, yeah. You're yeah, they're not going to be at the club at 1130. You know what I mean? <laughs> they're probably still at dinner. So that was one of the biggest challenge. Uh, another big challenge. Um... And I don't want I don't I don't want to bring race into this, but you can. Uh so I'm a, I'm a, I am a hip hop DJ, but I come from a very diverse background, and I can play for a lot of different people. Sure. So sometimes they would try to throw you in the box and think that because I bring out a very diverse crowd, but they they think black, they think automatically hood. So that was a box I had to uh, break out of. Yeah. Which was it took some time. Yeah. It took some time. It took growth. So. 
Yeah. That's really, I mean, that's, it's fair. And yeah. I don't think that there's any reason for you not wanting to like bring it up. Right. No need to yeah. tiptoe around right. it. Also, it's like we, you DJ in one of like uh, the most diverse cities, like in, I think, America. But I, I mean, it's just an interesting um, topic to kind of bring up. So as you're talking about that, is that related to the different places that you're DJing or is it? Right, right. So every club wants something a little bit different. Sure. Um, so if a club sees me playing at a, let's say, an urban quote-unquote spot, and they ask me to spin at a, let's say, international spot, yeah, they they want to go over, dot their eyes and cross their T's. You know what I mean? They say, hey, listen, you can't play with you. And I know this. Yeah. You know, you, you every crowd is different. Yeah. That's why I call myself a vibe architect. I look at the crowd and then construct my vibe from there. Mm-hmm. So. That's how that that was that was one of the challenges for me. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Never forget the time you were DJing at a uh, community service <laughs> event. <laughs> Don't do that to me. And babies. <laughs> it was clean though. It was clean. It was clean. And all the kids knew it. Exactly. So there we go. All these kids have iPads now by eleven. So it worked. <laughs> oh it worked. God, I was dying. That was funny though. You did give me hilarious. some slack for that. You did. I just couldn't handle it. I was like looking around like, no, he's yeah. not. And then I look over at the kids and all of them. I blame are, TikTok. That's oh, fine. Um. So I'm wondering if you can share Mm -hmm. one piece of advice that you Mm -hmm. would give. It doesn't necessarily have to be a DJ. Mm -hmm. It could literally be anybody that is taking a risk on themselves or anybody that is stepping into entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. What's one piece of advice you would give them? I know you guys hear this all the time Mm -hmm. in a lot of different podcasts, but stay diligent. Stay diligent. Yeah, stay diligent. Keep working. You know, keep trucking along like the Energizer Bunny because your breakthrough will come. Mm-hmm. The worst thing you can do, and I mean the worst thing you can do, is stop. Mm. You know, even during even during the pandemic, when you know my quote unquote stopped, I was still dropping mixes, I was still going on live. So just stay diligent; your breakthrough will come. Yeah, I think um, I think the, the mm. pandemic is mm. an interesting thing to talk about because <sighs> wow. I I mean it was like an instance where for people like yourself that do rely on crowded spaces, humbled. <laughs> I mean, what did you do? What was like the way that you, I mean, I heard you were dropping mixes, mm-hmm. you were producing music, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, but what were you doing to kind of keep yourself yeah. relevant, keep yourself engaged with your community, make sure that you were getting booked as soon as the doors reopened? So a lot of people don't know this, um, and I'm going to give you a tidbit. So what did I do? I did nothing for a little while. I was in denial. Mm. I, th- I thought this is a bad dream. We're going to wake up from this. Um, you How know, long's a while, three, four months. That's a long time for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm used to being on the go, Yeah, but I had to shake out of my rut. I mean, I got to do something. So I, I got humbled. I was, um, delivering packages for Amazon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Delivering packages for Amazon. Um, but it put things in perspective for me. Yeah. I have been, you know, it was humbling getting chased by dogs, you know, customers leaving remarks. I'm like, listen, man, I'm bringing your heavy ass package to your door. Yeah. But it put things into perspective for me like crazy. To answer your question, to stay relevant, I was dropping mixes. Yeah. Um, Did you get on Twitch at all? I didn't get on Twitch. My boys were telling me to use Twitch. I didn't use it. And I, and I, and I shout out to my boys who, who told me to use Twitch. I didn't use Twitch. <laughs> um, I was an IG Live guy. Okay. And I would drop my mixes on SoundCloud. Okay. Yep. Yep. And I, that would kept me relatively relevant. But but when the doors open, people know to call me. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they know to call. They know to call. Okay. What is your like your typical week look like today? I mean, I I feel like because you are also in the promotion space, Mm -hmm. like 
it's your busy. IG is just constantly with like, if I ever want to know where to go, like I know I just come to you. And I'll, like, <laughs> if I ever get that itch, right. like, I, very rarely are you going to see me out at the club. You know, come back, come back. Bottles, no, 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 pop bottles, come congregate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Soon. But yes. My, what does my week look like? Yeah. I mean, and how do you, how do you find time for yourself? Okay. So what does my week look like? I'm trying to avoid gigs and, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to take them, but Monday through Wednesday, I try to have it as my me time. Okay. Um, when I'm, did that start for you? Like, when were you able to get to that point in your career? Last year. Okay. Yeah. Because two years ago, I was booked almost six nights a week. And I was working harder, but not smarter. Mm. Now, I'm in a place where uh, Thursday through Sunday are, is all I need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's lucky. Yeah, because I'm getting the DJ money. And the promoter promoter money. money. Yeah. So I don't need to take five, six, seven gigs in a day because there was at one point I was doing three gigs a day. Mm -hmm. You can go on my Instagram now. Um, I want to say it was 2019 Memorial Day weekend. I had like 15 gigs in a weekend. The money was great, but physically I was exhausted. I don't know. Yeah. Yes. So I was like, yo, this isn't sustainable. You know. So me time Monday through Wednesday. Uh Vitamins, all my uh, my vitamins I'm taking. Um, what am I taking? I'm taking my fish oil. Um, what is that? A, a lot of different stuff. I'm on my vitamin kick. I'm, I'm on my health kick. He's got a pack. Yeah, I'm hitting the bag. I, I know you box a little bit too. I do. Yes, you're, you're a lot better than me. I don't know if that's uh, But I, I pack a little thump on my, you know. Okay. So. What's your favorite punch? I like that. Um, what is it? Uh, up, uppercut? Uppercut. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uppercut to the bag. <laughs> uppercut and a hook. And a hook. Nice hook. Nice okay. hook. And I love boxing. Yeah. So fun. yeah, Monday through Wednesday, I'm on my health kick, boxing, or a lot of water. I drink a ton. Monday through Thursday, really. Yeah. A lot of water, relaxation. Uh-huh. My movies, catch up on my shows, find new music. That's my me time. Because when the weekend hits, it's time to go. Yeah. Yeah. Do you um, preemptively decide what you're going to play before you step into a space? Mm-hmm. Like, do you like? Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Well, say, let's let's say it's a wedding, right? Well, you have yes, to they will tell me certain songs they want to hear, and I work and curate a vibe based off of that. Yeah, but I never come in and say this is what I'm going to play at this time on any given night. Okay, because every crowd is different. Yeah, would work last night might not work tonight with these people. Do you think that's normal, or do you think there is like a subset of DJs out there mm-hmm. in the space? Like you've you've mm-hmm. been around, mm-hmm. you've seen stuff. Is there a subset of DJs that plan out their sets before they step out, and they just I, I don't want a couple I, buttons. You don't have to say who they right, are. Right, 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 right. I want to show love to all the DJs. There are some DJs who I've heard, and I've been guilty of this, who will transition the same songs. Like, I don't know what a DJ is going to play. But that's just for me being a DJ, I think. Yeah. But there are some DJs, yes, who will plan out their set. Okay. I, just I try to stay away from that because, like I said, that song might not be working. and You might need to get out of there. Mm-hmm. Because if if someone has a drink and a half and they're not moving, they, they might, that Lyft app might come up and they might be gone. Yeah. Uh, but you're getting paid either way. Either way, I'm getting paid. But like I, I told you, the, the people having a good time, that's what does it for me. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it's an interesting question. You certainly don't have to answer it. Mm-hmm. But considering your schedule, mm-hmm. although you could have way more balance in it than mm-hmm. – some people I've heard of and mm-hmm. what have you. How does this affect your personal relationships, your friendships, your personal mm-hmm. relationships? Mm-hmm. I mean, are you finding yourself in a space where the way that you hang out with your friends is by having them come to your like gigs or is it Well Ladies, do they yeah. have any space in your life? No, ladies have space in my life. 
Um, it's hard though. Yeah. It's hard because my lifestyle involves, um, as some people would say, it being mixy, you know, and not mixy in the sense of, you know, multiple partners and all that, just mixing in the sense of I have to mix and mingle with people yeah. because that's what my job and my, my business entails. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to find time for me again during the week. Mm-hmm. Um, to do those various things, nurture different relationships, um, go on dates, yeah, things like that. Okay, yeah, I'm just curious. Yeah, no, it, it's, but it's not easy. Yeah, you're like it's out not easy all hours of the night too. Not, not every night, but yes, Friday, Saturday, I'm I'm going to be out late. I'm probably yeah. I'm like waking up to like go work out in the morning, and you're like just going. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. Yeah, it's not easy. It's not easy, but this is the life I chose. Yeah, and I wouldn't have any other way. Amazing. I love that. So, I mean, you've like, you've really, I think, given a number of little like tips and tricks for other people that are listening. I mean, essentially, it's not just like, it's not, it's like buy the cow if you want the milk, basically. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You've said stay diligent. Is there anything else that you would um, encourage people to consider as they're planning out paths for themselves? Because again, I think Mm-hmm. I enjoy you because I think that you have been so thoughtful about your approach to being able to do the things that you're passionate about and do it very purposefully, which is what this entire podcast is about, the intersection. Um, you know, my sense is that you can wake up every morning and know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Like this is what God has told you to do. Uh, um, what I could, some advice I can give, stay patient, you know, People, some certain people think everything's going to happen right away, mm-hmm. and and don't compare your journey to anybody else's journey. Mm. You, you might find inspiration from someone else that you find similarities in, but run your race mm-hmm. and know and, and then get out there, mm-hmm. start whatever it is that you love and that you're passionate about. Because thinking about it at home all day and talking to your friends about it, that's not going to get it done. Start today, now. It's the best time and I can ever think of to start whatever you're passionate about. So that's the best advice I can give. Get off your butt. Go do it. You get one life and then you're ash. Oh, that's great. So if people want to know exactly where you are, if people want to keep up with you Mm -hmm. and all of the other parties that you promote, Mm -hmm. where can they find you? Mm -hmm. How do they contact you? All of the above. So the best place to reach me at is Instagram. Um, You should follow my personal DJ account at DJ Trevo. There's a zero at the end. Some bozo has the, the O. That's okay. I want to repeat that. It's at DJ Trevo with a zero at the end. And follow my business company too. Iconic Events. We throw uh, very, very, very nice parties mixed with the, the baddest females, the, the most influential men. It's a clean look. And that's I- iconic, not spelled the traditional way. It's E-Y-E-C-O-N-I-C Events. No extra S's. And again, E-Y-E-C-O-N-I-C events. And that's pretty much it. Instagram, hit me there. And yeah. Amazing. Well, I really appreciate you taking time to share your story, share your background. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Pleasure. I could (laughs) chat with you for a lot longer, but let's keep it, keep it clean, keep it short. Absolutely. Um, And all the same, uh, I will eventually drag my ass out at some point. To one of your parties. Do that. It's on the house. You won't have to spend a penny besides your Lyft app. <laughs> That's the only time you have to spend money you're when really you're with me. You're really here. Our Uber, whatever your means of transportation, and I have no bias here. I have no bias. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. I thank really you. Absolutely. All right. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. 
If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Instagram, driven by underscore blank, share it with your friends, pass along the good word, and for the love of God, continue to acknowledge your passions, let love be your guide, and always walk in purpose. Until next time, I'm Karen, and this has been a conversation about the intersection between passion and purpose.